0: This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. We've got the real estate professional status. I want to talk about the benefits. It is a common recommendation that we have. Actually, it's it's just a really common thing that people want to do. There's these um, like like bigger pockets, like these websites and groups and things where people are talking about real estate investing. Becoming a quote unquote real estate professional is a common recommendation. And you just got to understand what it is. So a real estate professional, we've covered this in the past, but remember you've got to cross two different thresholds to be considered a real estate professional. And this isn't just some like Title or certification you get. This isn't becoming a real estate agent. It's not passing a test. This is an IRS designation. I won't even call it a designation. This is like an IRS threshold. If you cross these certain tests, the IRS, like the tax authority, they'll consider you a real estate professional and it changes the tax laws that are applicable to you. So that's why it's important. So first, the tests that you've got across, that, those thresholds you've got across to be considered a real estate professional, then we'll talk about the benefits. Uh, remember, there's two main tests. You've got to spend at least 750 hours in real estate-related activities. These are, it, like, it's not just buying and selling houses. Like if there's real estate, if you're doing something related to that, like if you are developing it or constructing it, even if you're, if you're an engineer or an architect, if you are spending time and designing it and building it, like you think of from like the development phase, like you're looking at real estate on paper, like potential plans all the way up to like throughout the full construction process, all the way to, to renting it out and selling it on the end. Like it's a massive spectrum. It's you got to. And so we could list out 50 different things that could qualify for those hours. Um, there are some specific things that don't qualify for the 750 hours. Like if you were just learning about real estate, those hours don't count. Like if you were just sitting down and reading a book about real estate, that wouldn't count. But if you are reading a book or if you're reading about development and applying it to your property, like you've you've got to be owning property or working on specific properties for it to count. So just remember that. So that's the first test. It's the 750 hour test. And then the other test, it's you've got to spend more time in real estate. And honestly, I think this is the harder one to pass. But you've got to spend more time in real estate than your other job. So if you have a full time job, it's it's hard. Like if you had a full time job and you're you're spending two thousand hours at work in a year, you have to spend more time in real estate than your other job. That means you'd have to spend two thousand one hours in real estate on top of your two thousand like your two thousand hour full time job. So to do that, you're spending 4,000 hours a year in, in in just work. Like the IRS, well, we do have we do have some clients and we've seen where people are employed, like they're not an employee of themselves, they're an employee of someone else. They're employed, but they spend enough hours. So they're spending nights and weekends and maybe they work part-time or maybe they're doing real estate at their regular job, um, just spending more time in real estate. And not working on their job um a lot of times like in those years where people are employed and they qualify as a real estate professional it's usually in those years where they're putting a ton of work getting a property up and running like say it's a it's a rental property that they're they're either they're building or they're remodeling if they're putting in all those hours a lot of times that's the year that you could qualify so then here's the benefit so remember 750 hours and then more, more time in real estate than the other job. Then here's why it might even be worth looking at. And if you've, if you've listened to the episode where I've, I've mentioned like, hey, it might make sense that you or your spouse quits their job and one of you becomes a real estate professional, here's why, here's a reminder of those benefits. It's because when you are, say you're a real estate investor, real estate by nature is, is quote-unquote passive and passive, that's a, that's a tax term. That's the IRS saying that real estate is passive. And when, you, when we're creating losses in real estate, which is pretty common, like with, their, with the depreciation, with the depreciation laws and accelerating that, we can pretty easily create passive losses or pretty easily create real estate losses, like paper losses, not actual money loss, but paper losses. Uh, when you do that by nature or by default, it's passive. And so you've got we've got to have something that pulls you out of that, like that passive designation and get it over to becoming an active or material activity. Um, Non passive activity is what the goal is, because when it's non passive or when it's passive, remember, if you have a $10,000 loss and $100,000 of income that passive $10,000 loss won't offset your any of your $100,000 of income, there are some it gets a little complex there are if you have less than 150,000 there are some rules where part of your real estate losses can be deductible that'll be for another episode but just typically let, let's say you got $500,000 of income you have a $10,000 real estate loss and if it's passive you can't use that to offset any of your $500,000 but if there's a way you can make it non-passive like in this example becoming a real estate professional and all of a sudden now, you're a non-passive real estate investor, real estate owner, or a real estate yeah, real estate professional, now that $10,000 loss will directly reduce your taxable income. Instead of paying tax on $500,000, now you'll be paying tax on $490,000. And of course, the numbers can get much, much bigger than that. If it's a much bigger property or a bigger investment, we could be talking about some pretty huge numbers. Your $500,000 of income, if you bought a million dollar, Property depreciation on that might be $300,000. It might be $400,000. You might be offsetting most of your taxable income with this real estate loss, with this real estate depreciation loss when you're a real estate professional. So remember, real estate professional is not, it's not becoming a real estate agent. There's no test. There's actually, there's no form. There's some check boxes and things we submit to the IRS. To let them know that you are a real estate professional, but there's no official submission of your hours or official statement saying you are a real estate professional, we want you to keep track of your hours. Um, just for your own internal records, but you're not submitting those records to the irs in case there ever was an audit and the odd or the rare chance that there was. You would have those records available, we don't want you to be afraid of an audit we want you to be prepared for an audit at any at any given notice. But just be prepared for that. Just take, take good records, have an hour log. I'd recommend like, like a, an Excel spreadsheet that is tracked to your calendar. Like if you've got a calendar, you can export um, like export all the events. But if you've got real estate, real estate hours, I'd go put it on a calendar. And then at the end of the year, you can export it. You could export it to an Excel spreadsheet format and add up all the hours. But be tracking it during the year. You don't want to be in December and say, oh, no, I need, I need 500 hours by the end of the year. Uh, to even cross that threshold. Make sure you're not waiting till December. Start now or start in the middle of the year. Start tracking it. Be aware of it. Um, but ultimately, make sure you're aware of the benefits, like the pros and cons of it and requirements of it. And if you are, you can vastly change your tax situation, save huge amounts of tax, and grow your wealth much, much quicker. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com.